Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com Giants reporter. Really excited for this one. We're going to call it the Adam Schefter episode. That's because, A, we're going to have Adam Schefter on as a guest in a few minutes here. I'm going to try and make it quick because I know you want to get straight to Schefter. And B, because he's the one who came out with the report on Sunday morning that the Giants plan to keep Joe Judge for year number three and Daniel Jones for year number four. Now, this is the preference. It's not set in stone. There's, there, there is a little wiggle room there and a little caveat. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit with Adam. First, let me go over some of the things that I'm hearing as well. We'll start with the uh, before. We'll just get it out of the way real quick. The Giants just got blasted by the Eagles in Philadelphia. 34-10, the final. Jake Fromm, I tried to warn everybody, right, that Jake Fromm, and this isn't a knock on Jake Fromm, because the dude was a Ford Stringer up until a few weeks ago. But everyone in in the organization knew this was a possibility if Jake Fromm started. He might not be ready, capable, or able to be, you know, a, a real NFL starter. Like that, that was a, a distinct possibility, and I think we saw that. I mean, he threw for 25 yards and almost three quarters. I almost feel bad for him because the guy was put in a situation where he almost knew he wasn't going to succeed, where it was probably too much for him. You don't just go from being a fourth-string quarterback to a starter in the NFL and uh, you know being with a team in, what, three, three weeks and being like, oh, yeah, sure, it's going to go smooth. No, didn't go smooth. All right. That's a wrap. That's as much as we're going to talk about last week's game against the Eagles. The Giants play Chicago this week. We're not going to really talk about that much either. Uh, I would expect Mike Glennon to start, but all right, let's skip to the bigger picture stuff. What you all want to talk about, what you all want to hear about, the head coach, the general manager, uh, the quarterback. All right, I'll start with the quarterback real quick. Daniel Jones. Plan is to bring him back. I told you, everybody, there's a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people in the organization really like this guy. They're still pretty high on him and think that the problem is really mostly what's around him. Okay. Now, Daniel Jones is going into his fourth year, so he's still relatively cheap. I think he comes with an $8 million cap. For a quarterback, that's super cheap. So even if they draft the Giants, let's say even the Giants decide to draft a quarterback, it still makes sense to bring back Daniel Jones as the other guy there, as the veteran. The only scenario it wouldn't make sense to bring back Daniel Jones is if you're trading for like a Russell Wilson type. So the likelihood is that the Giants are going to bring him back unless something changes, unless the new GM comes and wants to make this big, huge move and splash. The likelihood is the new general manager is going to want to keep Daniel Jones. He's not even going to want to go sign a, um, a Teddy Bridgewater. Like You're better off at that point at least having Daniel Jones. So to me, that made a lot of sense. As for Joe Judge, as I've probably heard me say here time and time again, the Giants, they wanted to bring him back. This was their preference, right? And still is their preference. Not set in stone. A lot can change. They're going to end up with a new general manager. We all kind of realize that. But they like the way Joe Judge works. They like some of the things he's done. He's cleaned up some of the messes behind the scenes. Some of you have asked me what that means. It means, it means that this team is no longer having players not, you know, basically throw in the towel in the middle of the games. Remember, they had guys like Janoris Jenkins, Eli Apple. These are this over the, the past few years. These are some of the things that this organization, De- DeAndre Baker, has dealt with. You know, the, the Joe Judge, remember, he came in 
And they had the whole DeAndre Baker uh, mess. And I'm talking, not talking about the legal mess, but him as a player and effort and all that happened his rookie year, even before the legal problems. So they like the players they have in the building now in regards to they think they have the right kind of guys. The kind of guys that have the character and the work ethic that they can win with. Now, do they need more talent? Absolutely, they need more talent. Do they need to build the offensive line? Absolutely, they need to build the offensive line. So those are some of the things I was talking about, the behind-the-scenes mess that Joe Judge has helped clean up. And also, he's fought a lot of battles behind the scenes about streamlining the process. Right. Of limiting the number of chefs in the kitchen. And so I think that is important as well. And I think that's something you hear from a lot of people. It's a complaint is that the Giants, there's too many people in there. There's Chris Mara. There's this guy. There's Tim McDonald. There's uh, Dave Gettleman. There's, uh, you know, John Mara giving his input at times. All these other things. But you think about it. They have closed the circle. They have tried desperately to limit the link, the leaks the last few years. So these are the kind of things that the Giants look at as a whole, as an organization. They're becoming more advanced uh, analytically the past few years uh, in regards to uh, their decision-making. Now, do they have a long way to go? Absolutely. 100%. They likely need somebody to come in, audit the whole franchise, and see how much more it can go. But they have made some strides in that regard. On the field, it's been a bad year. There's no doubt about that. It's been a rough year. So Joe Judge looks like he's getting another opportunity as well. So Judge, Daniel Jones, they look like they're likely, most likely, to get another, at least one more year here. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to perform at some point. It's going to have to lead to some wins. Otherwise, that's how people get booted out. And then there's the general manager. We know we've talked about this. He's all but done. He's gone. So who replaces him, right? Some of the names that I've heard. Now, mind you, think about this for a second. These are some of the names that might be that are likely to be involved. I haven't heard all the names. I likely won't hear all the names. There, there'll probably be some more pop up. Just because I'm not listing somebody doesn't mean they're not going to be in the mix, right? And this idea that it's just going to be handed to Kevin Abrams, I really, that's, I don't think the Giants can go that route. I think they even realize that, that they can't go that route again that they need to change, that they need to continue to evolve, that they haven't gone far enough yet. So some of the names I I would keep in mind, and these will, uh, you know, names that I've heard through the grapevine. Now, Kevin Abrams is one of them, right? Assistant GM with the Giants. Uh, they're, I'm sure he'll get an interview, right? There's almost a respect thing there. The Giants have done it in the past. They've, they've interviewed their top say lieutenants that have been there for a while you know he's put in time they think he's a smart guy and but look i like kevin personally he's been on this podcast we heard what he's about and he i i think he's he's different right right you shouldn't necessarily lump him in with dave gettleman but doesn't mean the giants can hire him it will create an outcry similar to when they benched eli manning for geno smith and i think john mara this time is smart enough to realize that there will be blowback, serious blowback if they go in that direction and just basically roll it back with everyone in the organization. So it's made it almost untenable that Abrams can just be promoted, which maybe at one point was was probably their plan and their preference. If they had success, you could just slide Kevin in there. Dave can go off and, you know, into the sunset, onto the cape. Joe Shane, assistant GM 
in Buffalo, a name that I've heard that I would kind of expect to be in this mix. Uh, Monty Ossenford and Dave Ziegler, two guys with connections to Joe Judge. Ossenford has done a good job in Tennessee. Ziegler in New England. And Ryan Poles, uh, personnel executive in Kansas City. Those are some of the names that I would keep an eye on. Now, a big part of this equation is going to be how willing are the Giants going to be to make changes? Serious changes. Because the new age C- the new age GM is almost like a CEO. And the operation is more run as a business where analytical decisions become part of the equation significantly. And so I think some of these candidates that are out there are going to want to see how serious the Giants are about catching up with the times and not making it so, all right, this is our personnel department. This is our GM. He's a scout. It's separate from our coaching staff. And it's almost like church and state. And then ownership oversees them. And uh, John Mara's job has been to, uh, you know, if they had disagreements between personnel and coaching, John Mara kind of would massage it and and uh, talk them into what they think combined is the best decision. Like, I think it, it's going to be one unit. I think that's what people want. I'm talking by people, I mean candidates. So the NFL is kind of going in this different direction. You know, these these sort of, uh, you know, Harvard-type lawyers almost. Not quite. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But being slash scouts, being GMs, like a combination of the two. And then they're ascending into general manager positions. So are the Giants willing to basically overhaul the way they think from the top down? That would determine if some of these candidates are ultimately interested in the job. Now, I've expressed my opinion. I think it's going to be hard. There's 32 of these jobs in the world. How many candidates are actually going to turn down the opportunity to be the general manager of the Giants? I don't think very many, if at all. Chris Canny mentioned he spoke to one on this podcast recently. But I think that's the outlier. That's not going to be the norm. Let's ask Adam Schefter what he thinks about this. That and more. On to the next one. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we're going to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Schefter. You know him as the guy, the man who who breaks stories left and right uh, at all times of the day. Adam, welcome. I mean, you know, I actually heard you don't sleep six or seven hours like the rest of us. Is, is this is this true? Like straight through like a normal night? Well, you really, Jordan, you really do break stories at all times. Yeah, thank you for your kind words. I sleep like anybody else. I just do it in spurts. And I wish I could sleep more regularly. I wish I could just go to bed at 1130 and wake up at seven straight through just doesn't happen. And all honesty, you know, you're thinking about work. I'm thinking about my fancy basketball team. I'm thinking about all sorts <laughs> of things that really mean nothing in life and shouldn't matter, but yet do keep me up sometimes. And uh, that's sort of how it evolves. And and yeah, so I, I sleep. I just, I don't do it continuously, basically. Man, 
that just that just took me uh, that just threw me for a loop when I had heard that recently. And I was like, really? Like, does every doctor tell you how unhealthy it is or they they are they say it's fine if you get it throughout the day? Yeah, I never stopped to ask about it. I just you know what? I'm a 55 year old guy. Uh, I feel like I'm in mostly good health, although you know the whole family got COVID this week, okay. so we're not in great health right now. But um, you know, look, I, I would love to sleep. I really would. You know, I'd love to go to bed one night and sleep straight through. It just doesn't happen. You know, it's just not something that I've done uh, in decades. So that's the way it goes. That's just incredible. That's why you're you're one of a kind, Adam. But I don't know about that. But yeah, no, you're one of a kind. I, I I'm pretty sure about that. One of a kind deranged is what it is, <laughs> but it serves its benefits. It, maybe it helps you professionally a little bit in this regard. You know, you, we wake up on Sunday morning and uh, you know, at God knows what time in the morning, we see a report about how the plan is the giants yeah. would prefer to bring back Joe judge and Daniel Jones. Yeah. So we wanted to go deeper into this. Uh, have you explain why do you think they have a desire to bring those two back? Well, I, I think that, first of all, they like Daniel Jones, and I think they believe in Daniel Jones, and I think that they believe that it's not all his fault that he hasn't developed. We've seen him play very well at times, and we haven't seen him play not so well at other times. Um, and we haven't seen him play well uh, with a shaky offensive line, uh, with changing coordinators, changing offensive line coaches, a steady stream of different personnel around him. So I think there's a lot of factors that they believe that he deserves a longer look. So we start there. On the head coach, they hired him two years ago for a reason. They believed in the guy then, and I think that they believe in him now. Do they believe in him a little less now? I think that's probably fair to say, Jordan. Um, Do they believe in him a little less now to the point where they want to make a change? No. I think they want to keep him on. Now, look, that's... And I want to emphasize this. That's the plan. What if they go hire a GM who says, I'm not working with Joe Judge and I can't stand Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. Now plans change, right? Right. That's what happens. But if you go back to last offseason as an example, we could use Denver. Um, Denver had Vic Fangio in place. They hired a new GM. The plan was to keep Vic. They hired George Payton as GM. He kept Vic. Now, for all we know, Vic is not going to keep his job now. We'll see how that plays out. Um, these things are always fluid and changing. Um, but yes, going into the season, they, 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 their plan is to keep those guys. But plans also can change. Uh, but they would like to bring back Daniel Jones and Joe Judge. They do believe in them. And we'll see if they're given the chance to see it through. Mm-hmm. So you brought up you know, Denver as an example, right? They, they did it last year. Uh, there's other teams that have done it in the past, I believe the you know, the Jets have done it and they I think they did it with Gase, right? And then they hired uh, Joe Douglas. So mm-hmm. how much, and this is one of the Giants fans' biggest concerns, right? So you 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 wanna you prefer to keep Joe Judge, you prefer to keep Daniel Jones, you're gonna make this known to the candidates. How much do you think it limits the GM pool? Or does it at all? Like, do some people get turned off by that prospect of yeah, okay, they're trying to push this on me, even though you know they, they have well, some wiggle room. But the way the way the way that I think it'll go will be like, okay. We want to hire Jordan Renan as the GM. Jordan, here's the deal. You get to pick your head coach and you get to pick your court. You're the GM. That's what we're hiring you for. We'd like you to keep these guys. Now, I'm giving you an example of a hypothetical. You do what you want, Jordan. We, we'd like to try it. Are you going to tell your new bosses right away 
hey, uh, I don't care what you guys think. It depends on who the guy is, right? right. Yeah. yeah, I'm not keeping them. Most people want a head coaching or GM job badly enough that they're willing to work with somebody that somebody wants them to work with. Most people, not everybody. If they were going to go hire an established GM, give me a name. You, you give me a name, any name of an established GM. I, I don't think that guy would be like, boy, I'm really excited about working with Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. If it's somebody that's getting into it for the first time, first time GM job, um, I think my approach, your approach, a reasonable person's approach would be like, okay, you want me to work with him? No, nope. I'll give it a try. We both know that I reserve the right to move on. We'll see how it goes. And I'll defer to you, my new boss, and we'll see how this works out. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. It, it worked in a way, though. It seems it seems to me, and I think this is where a lot of people's concern is. It's almost like they, you know, they call it Jewish guilt, right? I mean, you you, you know, that's like a, a Jewish mom thing. When they say something, it just happens to hold a little more weight. It happens to hold a little more. Yeah, of course, it makes you want to do it, even though your gut instinct might say, "Well, you know, this isn't really the way I want to go." Yeah. Well, again, and then that person has the right to change their mind and and to say, "Guys, I know you want to do that, but I, I'm going to go a different direction." I mean, they could do that, but I think we're starting out, you're starting out on a new relationship together, right? Team and new GM, okay? Mm -hmm. It's a new relationship. In any new relationship, I think both sides want to listen to each other and show respect for each other, Mm -hmm. whether it's a marriage, a GM ownership group, whatever it is, okay? Yes, my wife and I would buy a house. She wants to live in New York. I want to live in New Jersey. Let's talk to you want, right. Okay, honey, I'm well, I'm going to try New York, and then if it doesn't work out, maybe we we'll move to New Jersey. Yeah, you lost you lost that one, Adam. Of course. Well, that, that's the, <laughs> yeah, as I tell everybody, my wife wanted dogs. I wasn't really a dog person. We already had two dogs. She wanted more dogs. She wanted five dogs. I wanted the two dogs, so we compromised. We got the five dogs. <laughs> Good compromise. Make yeah, make, you make go, your right? wife happy. There you go. There, there you go. go. <laughs> uh, does a miss does miss you've seen a lot of teams do it, you know, both ways, right? Where they align the GM, they align the coach, uh, and there are times when they haven't haven't done it that way. What what do you think about the whole idea of doing the misalignment? Does it, it's a concern, it's something that that worries a lot of people from the outside yeah. to say, well, you know, just never works when when teams hire one guy when the other guy's already there and force him on 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 where on on the new hire. Yeah. Look, look, you know, we can go through all these hypotheticals, Jordan. The fact of the matter is, let's see who the guy is right? <laughs> and let's see what he thinks. I mean, it's hard to project all the, well, what about this? What about that? You know, how, how does this, who is the guy? And then, and then we can talk more reasonably about what will and won't happen, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just think that that's the starting point, and uh, we should know that here in the next uh, month or so. We're under the impression that they're going to make a change at general manager, right? Uh, we're, yeah. we're we're at that point. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. So the Giants have been for now, you know, the better part of since 2017. They have record-wise one of the worst records in the NFL. So at this point, how desirable do you think this job is to people? And what's the perception of the Giants organization that you get that you're hearing from other people around the league at this point? Well, it's still the New York Giants. It's still one of the most storied organizations uh, in all of football, arguably all the sports. But it is a organization that has fallen. And it is an organization that has not won. And it is an organization that has fallen on hard times. 
So you get both of those things. Uh, you get one of the glory franchises of all time, and you get a team that, frankly, has not been good for years now. So that that's the idea. That's the perception. That's where we're at with it. And, um, you know, we'll see what candidate they can lure there to get it done. How much back channeling actually goes on at this time of the year? We're like, what, two weeks from getting there? It's even the season actually ends even later than usual because of uh, the addition of the, uh, the, the one more game, right? The, the 17th game. Uh, so I'm curious how much of this stuff is actually going on. Uh, Cause I think, you know, everyone sees the writing on the wall here and how much groundwork do teams do at this point? Right. Um, <laughs> I think it's a case where, you know, there have to be people in the giants organization doing the necessary things to position themselves um, uh, to move on in the right way, whatever that is, you know, it, 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 you know, you, you tell me what, what else would, would high up people be doing right now, other than figuring out a course of action and digging into candidates and doing a lot of work in those areas. I mean, that, that to me is, uh, an important thing Absolutely. to be doing. Absolutely. I mean, the, the giants know at this point, and, and you hear things around the league at this point of like, who they're essentially going to want to talk to or look at. I mean, they've, they've made, they've made that list that those kind of things seem to have happened before. When you talk to people around the league, who do you look at as this year's top GM candidates? The guys that are, that are, we're going to hear attached to most of the, you know, most of these openings. Oh, uh, I'd have to sit down and look at the GM list. Right. Um, there's, there's two guys that naturally get connected to Joe Judge, right? That's a Monty Ossenford in Tennessee mm-hmm. and Dave Ziegler from New England. Those are those yeah. are two guys, I think, you know. Uh, so do you think that the Giants, you know, how do they, how do, how do they go, how would the team go about that, of, of deciding whether to pair someone with a head coach who, like you said, you know, they still like him, but it's fair to say it might not be, there might be more questions about him now than there was before. So to pair him with maybe one of those guys that's out there. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they're trying to pair him at all. I think you they're don't. trying to pick okay. him. No, I think they're trying to pick the best GM, whether that's Monty Ford, Dave Ziegler, Jordan Renan, or whoever it is. I don't think they really are looking to say, boy, we think this guy would work well with Joe Judge, so we're going to pick. They work together in New England, or they did this together there. I don't think that's going to be a factor here. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to pick the best GM candidate period, whether he knows or doesn't know Joe Judge. Well, something we've seen in the past is that the Giants do like to keep it in the family, right? It's something that they've yep. done in their, their past couple GM hires. It was Jerry Reese. He obviously mm-hmm. was internal. It was Dave Gettleman this, this previous time. He obviously had worked there in the past. Mm-hmm. How much do you sense a willingness this time? And, you know, a name that's you hear people saying at this point is, well, they're just going to promote Kevin Abrams. They're just going to go back to the well, Kevin Abrams. No. Nah. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think. I don't think that's what's gonna happen here. I don't think that'll be the case. Well, I agree with you. I, I think this is just the. I hear from people. Trust me, the concern of people. We're just gonna go back. They're gonna go back. They're gonna hire internally. Kevin Abrams is gonna get the job. They're just gonna push him up, and we're gonna be. You know, not nothing's nothing's ultimately gonna change here. Yeah. No, I I don't believe that's gonna be the case. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, but uh, I think that they're going to um, have a a, a open minded, broad effective search to find the best candidate period the best right. candidate i keep coming back to that right because there's yeah. something to it and, and 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 that's what it'll be perfect man i appreciate it 
Adam Schefter always dropping knowledge on us. Uh, keep keep doing keep doing uh, God's work here by uh, breaking breaking every story out there. All right, and, and hey, hope you're feeling well and stay safe. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate you having me. Happy holidays, happy New Year to you and your family, and to everybody listening today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Ladies and gentlemen, that there was the goat speaking. I think he clarified some things, uh, and I think you got a better idea of you know what he believes uh, is going to happen here with the Giants in the coming few weeks. And uh, if there's someone whose opinion we should respect, it's Adam Schefter because he's as plugged in as you possibly can be in this league, and. When he hears something and he says something, we should take notice. And I think that's the case here as well with the Giants organization and where they're headed. So I'll give you a little quick Jordan on the beat, what it's like to cover the Giants, uh, cover the NFL or work for ESPN in general. And uh, this week's Jordan on the beat comes from a situation that unfolded following Sunday's game in Philadelphia. Now, we're all wearing masks these days, right? Because the uh, Omicron variant is everywhere, as you just heard. I mean, Adam Schefter right there, he he's dealing with COVID. I mean, I know a gazillion people. Everyone I know seems to have COVID, and I'm sure you're sitting here listening, thinking the same thing. It's, you know, it's almost, it almost seems inevitable we're all going to get it at some point soon because it's, it's spreading pretty rapidly. Just hope everyone's all right. But so we're wearing the masks. We're down in the bowels of uh, Lincoln Financial Field after the game, waiting for the press conferences. And uh, Kenny Albert walks by. Kenny Albert, you know, was the play-by-play boy, play-by-play voice for the game, Fox Sports. Um, and you know, he does a lot of Ranger. He does Ranger stuff, so he knows Pat Leonard, who happens to be standing next to me. And Kenny walks by, and I remember wearing masks. And. Uh, Kenny walks by. He's like, hey, Pat. Hey, Bob. Thinking, talking to me. And instantly, and he walked away real quick. And, you know, he was going somewhere, I guess, to get out of the stadium. And real quick, I recognized what just happened there. He thought I was Bob Papa. With the mask and all, 
He thought I was Bob Papa. He gave a quick hi, hi Bob. And it has happened before. There have other been other people that told me I look like Bob, Bob Papa. But this was kind of funny hearing it from Kenny Albert. Just a, an honest mistake there. Uh, and I always say, I think I've said it on this podcast before. That doesn't bother me being called Bob Papa. Good, good, successful career. Fine looking man. No shame here. I'll take, I'll take being called Bob Papa. Bob Papa is obviously, of course, the Giants play-by-play guy on the radio. Done gazillion ton of other things. Has actually even been a guest on this podcast as well. So uh, I, th- I thought that was a funny little, uh, little story where uh, I got mistaken once again for the great Bob Papa. And uh, on that note, we're going to wrap it up here. Next time we're back, it's going to be 2022. So happy new year to everyone out there. Hopefully, my voice cracked a little bit there. That was a little awkward. But hopefully, 2022 is going to be a little bit better year for the New York Giants. And it's going to start with the key decisions. So that's what we're going to be talking about plenty. The coach, the general manager, the big moves on the horizon. I'll have more for you next week on the next episode of Breaking Big Blue in 2022. Again, like, subscribe, tell your friends. You know where to find me. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, email. I'm your host, Jordan Rodon. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. See you next time. 